You're listening to The Christian Working Woman with Mary Lohman, and I'm Julie Bastide. For many years, we've continued to proclaim the good news that God's Word is the lamp we need to guide our paths as we live out our faith in the marketplace. If this is your first time to tune in, or you've been listening for years, we're so glad you joined us today. And Mary, I see that your topic for the next two weeks is break out of your box. Just a little curious as to where you're planning to go with that topic. Well, Julie, this topic comes from my book entitled Get Over It, Letting Go and Moving On with God, where I try to encourage people to stop putting themselves in boxes and therefore limiting what God may want to do for them and through them. I think we can just live in boxes of our own making, and we need to break out of them. Mm, I think I see what you mean. We, We tell ourselves that we have limits or boundaries, which may not be real, but if we think they're real, then we've put ourselves in some kind of imaginary box. Yeah, that's true. And what I want to do today is identify some of those unnecessary boxes and hopefully inspire others to break out of them and move forward with what God has Mm, for them. Sounds good. We're ready to listen. What do you want to be when you grow up? That's a familiar question that most young children are asked at various stages and ages. And you'll hear answers like a doctor, a fireman, a teacher, an astronaut, whatever. But how many of us are now doing what we said we wanted to do when we grew up? Children are able to dream big dreams. They haven't yet formed the bad habit of putting themselves into boxes. It may be that you have never reached your potential and done the good things God has planned for you to do because you've allowed someone or something to convince you that it just can't be done or you're not the one to do it. Maybe it's time to have the courage to become like a child, as Jesus said we should, and dream some dreams and embrace some visions of what God wants you to do. When I was a young career woman, the world was just beginning to open to women to pursue any job or career for which they were qualified. No longer were doors closed to us. It became illegal to prohibit a woman from a job just because she was a woman. I had choices that were not available to women in former generations. The boxes that we had been kept in for many years were pretty much limited to uh, wife and mother, teacher, secretary, nurse. Obviously, there were some women who broke out of those boxes back then, but they were definitely a minority. You had to fit into one of those boxes or you were just considered not quite as feminine as you should be, just a little strange. Today, you would be hard-pressed to find any job or occupation where women are not involved and in most cases flourishing. My first job in sales had been closed to women previously under the pretense that women could not carry the equipment. (laughs) Well, not only could we do that, we could carry heavy sales quotas and excel in that position. And not only did we women then have the benefit of those careers, but the companies that hired us profited very nicely from having us on board. But, you know, we still have boxes today. Boxes of our own imagination, boxes that we have built for ourselves or we've crawled into some box that someone else built for us. Ask yourself, what box or boxes have you put yourself in? Here are some common ones. I'm too old to do that or too young. I just don't have the right education or I don't have the right experience 
I don't have enough money. I don't have time. Well, I, I'm really not good with people. I'm just too shy to do that. I'll never be able to learn it. I don't have the right looks. I'm too big or I'm too small. That's just not my gift. <laughs> the list is virtually endless. You may be in your own unique box. Think about it. What have you been telling yourself you cannot do for some reason? I think it's time to get over it. <laughs> Ephesians 2.10 says, We are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So could you be missing out on the good works God prepared for you to do because you've allowed others to put you in a box? Or more likely, you've put yourself in some boxes and you just cannot believe that God wants you out of that box and will equip you to do what he intended from the beginning of time for you to do? Proverbs 29:18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Vision gives us hope and purpose and the ability to persevere and endure. If you've never had a vision of what you could do, if you've never aspired to something so big that it scared you, then you may be perishing on the vine. In the parable of the talents, Jesus taught us the principle that if we don't use what he gives us, not only will he not give us more, we will lose what we have. That's in Matthew 25. You know, without a vision, we begin to shrivel up and settle for mediocrity. That inward deterioration occurs subtly and could go unnoticed, even by yourself. But eventually, it catches up with you when you begin to see your life as humdrum or boring or meaningless. After I came back to the Lord and gave Jesus complete control of my life, a passion began to grow in me. I didn't know it was a passion. I didn't call it a passion. I just couldn't get it off my mind. And that passion was to minister to women like me, women who went into the workplace regularly. I started where I was with a Monday night Bible study in my home. And then I realized that my church didn't have any kind of a ministry for workplace women, and the church was full of career women. So I expressed my passion to my pastor, and he encouraged me to start a ministry, which I did. It was a monthly luncheon addressing women in the workplace, applying biblical principles to real-life issues, and it lasted in that format for over 20 years. At the same time as I listened to Christian radio, I rarely heard anyone talking about my lifestyle and me. So for about 18 months or so, I prayed about starting a radio program. One day, I decided it was time to do something. And on that very day, as I arrived at work, there was a newspaper on my desk with an article about a new Christian radio station in Chicago. That caught my attention. I thought, well, I wonder if this is the station I could be on. So I determined to give them a call and ask some questions. But on that very day, before I could call them, they called me and asked me to be on a talk show coming up that weekend. Where they got my name, I still don't know, but I didn't figure that was a coincidence. So when I went to do the talk show, I told a woman who worked at the station about my idea for this program. Well, she encouraged me to move ahead, and I asked some questions and started the ball rolling to make it reality. 
This was in May of 1984, and by August, I was on that one station on Saturday mornings at 8.45 for 15 minutes. I believe God placed a passion in my heart, and since it would not go away, even though it took me way out of my comfort zone, the passion became a vision, God opened some doors, and the vision became this radio ministry, which is now in its 37th year. There were any number of boxes I could have put myself in. I had no experience in radio. I had no connections with anyone in radio. I didn't have the resources and money to fund a ministry. Those are just a few of the boxes I could have built for myself. And if I had, I would have missed all the blessing of being a part of what God has done and is doing through this program for these many years. God deals with all of us in unique ways, and I don't share my experience as a model of how it will work for anyone else, but God will guide you step by step and will lead you to new avenues of service that just shatter all the stereotypes and boxes that you or anyone else has tried to impose upon you. Philippians 1.6 says, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. God won't give you a vision or a passion and then mock you or frustrate you. If it is of God, you can be confident that he began it and he will carry it on to completion. Now, It may take more time than you thought it would. It may look a little different than you imagined. But if it is of God and he puts it in your heart, all you have to do is just take the next step. He'll guide you each step of the way. What vision have you had that has not yet been realized? As I've talked about this with many women, they've told me how they have always wanted to write a book or start a ministry or work in a different job or minister in another venue, maybe another country, or run a marathon, but they haven't realized their dream because they've been in some box or another. They just couldn't see themselves actually doing what they always dreamed of doing. Without a vision, we perish. Have you let your vision die without ever pursuing it? I wonder if the loss of your vision has caused you to perish, you know, to shrivel up on the inside and lose your energy. Romans 12, 11 says, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Without a vision on a goal, you lose your zeal and your spiritual fervor, and then life can become pretty boring and lifeless. Often we lose our vision because we just become lazy. It takes energy and commitment to break out of your box. So laziness could be your worst enemy. You know, God doesn't take laziness lightly. We can laugh it off and think of it as no big deal. It's a big deal to God. Remember in the parable of the talents, as Jesus told it, the one servant who had done nothing with his one talent gave a pitiful excuse when the master returned. He said, Master, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here it is what belongs to you. What box was he in? Well, he was afraid. That's a very common box we build for ourselves. But his real problem was laziness. And as Jesus tells the parable, the master responds, you wicked, lazy servant. He calls laziness wicked. You know, maybe it's time you look at whatever box you may be in and ask God to help you break out of it. 
Next week, I'm going to talk about how we know if a passion or goal is from God and then how we break out of that box so we can pursue that vision. I hope you'll join me then. You know, Mary, I think we get in these boxes for whatever reason, and maybe we've been in them so long we just don't realize we're in a box. It's become our identity. And maybe it's become too comfortable, you know, just too easy. Mm, So true. And yet, as long as we stay in those boxes, we miss out on the abundant life, don't you think? I'm sure of it. So many of us are missing out on, on really the fun, the excitement, the satisfaction that is ours. If we could only break out of the boxes and move forward with God into the new thing he has for us to do. Mm. Well, we'll be eager to hear the conclusion of this message next week when you talk about how we break out of our boxes and move on with God. And as Mary said, this comes from her book, Get Over It, which you can purchase on our website, christianworkingwoman.org. Or just give us a call to purchase it by phone. Our number is 630-462-462. 0552. Again, that's 630-462-0552. We're excited about a new program that we're launching for women that are just entering their career or are early in their careers. We want to help prepare them to be influencers for Christ where they work. If you're interested or know someone who might be interested, please contact us for more information, either online at christianworkingwoman.org or you can call us at 630-462-0552. If you're in the Chicagoland area, make plans to attend the upcoming Wise Women Managing Money event at the Moody Church on Saturday, June 4th. It's a half-day event, and it will equip you with tools and resources you need to steward and manage your finances confidently and purposefully. All the details and registration information can be found, of course, on our website at christianworkingwoman.org. So for today, I'm Julie Bastide saying so long for Mary Lohman and the Christian Working Woman. 